Hopakon Vision Quest, Chapter 1, Lori Time slowed while the overturned tractor-trailer spun toward Gary's car. The trailer slid on its side, wheels spinning in the air, soaring straight at him, skidding across the pavement like a rolling boulder. Gary's eyes froze on the huge steel load until the mass hit, startling Lori from her nightmare. She sat up in bed, inhaled a deep breath, then stood, her nightgown so drenched in sweat she needed to change. She stretched, paced for a few minutes, then moved to her bathroom where she swallowed an ambient. Whenever Lori dreamed of the accident, her dream was always a nightmare, and always the same graphic, painful experience. But each time Lori imagined the accident while she was awake, she didn't think of the pain. Instead, she wondered what went through her husband's mind. Did her image come to him just before he died? perhaps in the light spring nightgown that had once been his favorite? Did he picture her holding Diane when their child was a newborn? Were his wife and daughter in his heart thought of as two gifts from God fixed in time? Or were Gary's last thoughts of that other woman? Lori found it easier to cope when her 27-year-old daughter Diane was with her. But today Diane was at her apartment in Caldwell, and Lori was turning to wine to help her forget. She was sipping her fourth glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, which had as much to do with the way her world was spinning as the grief did. It was a cool day in late September. Lori wore a flannel shirt and an old pair of jeans, work clothes once belonging to her husband. She intended to restart her garden. The good days had passed for the peppers, eggplants, and tomatoes, so now it was time to make a fall planting. She would put in radishes, cabbage, and broccoli, vegetables that thrived in the cooler weather. Her home was on the shore of Lake Hopakon, in New Jersey, on a peninsula named Prospect Point, and her garden was a small plot beside the seawall. The New Jersey soil and abundant water from the lake provided a perfect place to plant. The garden was generally productive, and she was sure it would be again, even if planted while she was dizzy. Lori swallowed a mouthful of wine, then got down on her knees. At fifty-six years old, standing and bending flared her arthritis, and reminded her she was aging like her withered plants. The world was more stable when she was on all fours. She laughed at that, although she wasn't sure why. She wrapped her fingers around the stalk of a tomato plant that had been good to her for the last couple of months. She pulled and the stalk broke off. She knew from experience that the plant's roots were at least a foot deep and would best be dug up with a shovel. She dug with her fingers anyway because she liked the feel of topsoil on her bare hands. She wished she, like this garden, could get a fresh start. She sniffed, then wiped her eyes and nose on the sleeve of her shirt, or rather Gary's shirt. She held her face against her arm and breathed in the damp flannel odor that smelled like her husband. Four months had passed since the accident. She should have learned to deal with those emotions by now, but here she was, crying again. Lori felt a hand on her shoulder, then another grabbing the cloth of her shirt. She turned to see who was holding her, but her eyes couldn't focus. They were filled with tears and the world was spinning. Whoever had grabbed her was pushing now, to the seawall and over into the lake. The cold water brought Lori back to her senses. She hadn't caught a breath. The water was only four foot deep. She struggled to stand, but someone was holding her down, keeping her head under water. Her eyes were open and, and the lake was clear. She saw the lower part of the seawall and rocks, waterlogged sticks and mucky leaves on the bottom. Her lungs hurt too much. She couldn't hold her breath even a minute. She gasped and choked. The world swirled, then went dark.